I'm Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Dracon Beams, as everyone adjusts to the development between Savannah and Aximili, the humanimals must continue with their plans. So it is not long before Cameron takes Possum away from the cabin, Zach morphs to Orangutan and takes to the trees, and Dylan steps outside as herself, ready to follow quietly. Savannah departs to get ahead of Aximili and Katie before they are to meet at the halfway point in the woods. Aximili and Katie make their way through the woods that are familiar to everyone but Katie. And as they walk, Katie talks some, but especially when she hears a twig snap behind her, she turns and sees nothing, though she informs Aximili that she is pretty sure they're being watched. Of course she is, but she doesn't see Dylan behind her or Zack in the trees above her. She can't see how Aximili is leading her on a curving path, crossing trails and winding their way towards where Savannah will meet them. They reach a point where Aximili stops and backs away, leaving Katie alone in the woods. Or so she thought. As she expresses her frustration, she hears the familiar voice of Savannah calling out to her. It had been a while since the two of them had seen each other or spoken, but traumatic experiences can shake you out of propriety. So Katie runs up to Savannah and hugs her, sobbing onto her shoulder. When Katie is able to compose herself somewhat, Savannah begins to lead her through the woods, and they discuss Katie's immediate future. She is less than pleased to learn that she is going to another holding facility, and Savannah insists that that's how they will protect her. As they approach the end of their walk, Katie apologizes to Savannah for the way that things ended between them, but there is not much more to be said as they step out next to the gas station and up to a car that Savannah knows belongs to Xander. A red-tailed hawk alights on a branch above the gas station, and though the bird's vision is excellent and he can see every detail below him, he hears nothing as the conversation is muffled. What he sees, though, is Katie get into a car, followed by Craig, and then Savannah and Xander step aside, and Xander head o- hand over a card, and yes, from where here, <laughs> and yes, from here he would even be able to read the fine print. It is only a moment or two before the sound snaps back on, and he can hear Xander saying his goodbyes as he steps into the car and drives away. And Zach, the boy currently turned red-tailed hawk, follows the car. Zack tails the car all the way to the warehouse district of Ocean Grove. When he sees Katie being escorted inside, he takes the chance to land on the hood of the car and ask for a ride home. Considering all of his stuff is in the back of Xander's car anyways, he gets no response for a minute, but then Craig shows up, and he has the keys. He gets into the back of the car, demorphs, and gets dressed before checking his phone, which was colloquially known as blown up. JJMC has been reaching out to meet up, and Zack had missed it yet again. Videos had been posted to TikTok, and JJMC had made a statement to everyone not to work with Zigzag. As Craig navigated the neighborhood streets back to his house, Zack pondered what his apology stitch video was going to say before texting the group at the cabin. And back at the cabin, Aximili, Dylan, Savannah, they're walking towards it, much more efficiently than they had left. After Savannah informs Dylan that Katie had asked about her, Dylan ponders why Katie didn't reach out to her. They were close friends, after all. She wonders if maybe it was because of her own problems Katie didn't think she could trust Dylan to handle hers. And why would she call Savannah over her when Katie had never even mentioned knowing Savannah before this? All of these questions of course go unanswered, and Aximili is just confused as to why Katie did not ask about him at all. Arriving at the cabin, Cameron rolls out the red carpet to them, and they go inside to spend a peaceful afternoon before the big mission the following day. And that is where we are now. Actually, one more thing happened. While Cameron, Max, and Savannah were in the cabin, I went outside to clear my head. I also went outside to see Maitea, who had told me earlier today that if I could, to come and visit her. She was not far from the cabin, so we started walking together. 
Matea started bringing up how she was curious about me and that I was her one ally on this planet, maybe even friend. As she talked to me, I realized we may have more in common than we thought. People judged her like they judged me, and that sucks. Of course, that wasn't what she came here to talk about. She did tell me that she had another issue she needed help with. Stealing a bug ship. There was some kind of yerk security that required two people to put in codes at the same time, and so she needed someone else. An ally. Me. I agreed, and Maitea gave me the choice to involve the rest of the humanimals. So I did. Well, I will. My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Aximilia Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yurks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh, we can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Elfangor. 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 Elfangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. Fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way, too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. guys are approaching Dylan's car. Savannah, phone in hand. It's the cabin phone, though, so... Yeah. She'll go put it back before okay. before they leave. I think Savannah's just looking at Dylan. Okay. Alright, okay. Don't, don't be mad. Are you gonna be mad? You're not gonna be mad. Right? I don't- I will react appropriately to this situation. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. So Maitea needs our help. Like, more? Mm-hmm. What is she asking for this time? Okay, so she brought up a really good point. Like, once we do the thing where we get her dad, like, how are they going to leave? You know? So what she needs help with, and you guys don't have to come, but it would be super helpful if you did, like, at least just watch and make sure I don't die. Um, She needs help to steal something called a bug ship. When? That's the part that I think you're going to be mad about. It's tonight. And you certainly negotiated more time into the original agreement then with the rescuing of her father. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um. Uh. <laughs> it all happened really fast. Okay. And where is this all gonna take place tonight? Um. Uh, she said it was like a few miles away from here. What else do we know? That there's a system that needs two codes to be put in, so she's going to do one and I'm going to do the other. Do we know how heavily guarded it is and if there's anything else? You know, these would have been really good questions to ask. Okay. Um, at what point in time will we be seeing Maitea before this so we can clarify these questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been a really good question to ask, too. Okay. And you said that you're going for sure and the rest of us can go if we would like. Yes. Alright, I'm not reacting with anger. This is difficult, though. Obviously, you are not going alone. That is not how we are going to operate. We will help you. I just... I... I I said yes to this and I wasn't including you guys in it because that's not okay for me to say that we will do something. But I do want to help her. That is true, but you are part of the team and I'm not going to let you go into that by yourself. You need somebody out there causing a distraction and getting the heat off of you and Potentially someone else that has another backup if one of you gets taken down to be able to assist with the dual authentication systems. And we're probably going to need Aximili there because we need probably more than one person that knows how to fly a bug fighter. Aximili, do you even know how to fly a bug fighter? Aximili and Cameron are standing over by the car. You do hear the conversation interrupted, Cameron telling Aximili, no, the coolest person gets to sit up front. And you are cool, Axe, but you're you're from another planet, so I'm gonna sit up front until you are cooler. He like just looks at him confused for a second. Looks over to you and you say that. Yes, I can I can fly a bug fighter. Tur. Why? Because we're potentially going to have to. Yes. Yes, in the future we may need to fly a bug fighter. I can even teach the rest of you. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, the future might be tonight. Anyways, we don't know where we're meeting. Tonight. tonight. We don't know. Tonight. There's another mission on the table now. Uh, they both like look to you and then like look back at each other for a second 
Cameron smiles and like he thinks like they're gonna do like a celebration like yeah another mission but then accidentally just straight face turns back to you all right so we don't know where we should be heading to at this point do you have a way of contacting Maitea or finding out any anything location time anywhere where we can start traveling that way or get Zach or figure out what we have to do yeah, I just I figured that we would go and get Zach and see how he felt about all this and then come back here because this is where she knows that I generally am. Okay. We can also text Zach to meet us out here. That's true. I think she'll just pick up that cabin phone and, and text him and be like, change of plans. Is there any way you can meet us back out here? Zach is uh, already trying to make a TikTok to respond to JJMC. And he sees that text and just, just deletes it. Like he stops it and he's like, doesn't save her. He's like, he looks, he just sits back like, cool. Uh, no problem. How soon? In three separate texts. You'll see a little, like, the bubbles popping up as she's trying to, like, configure this message of not sure and not... she <laughs> She's trying to word a way of, like, only if you agree to this or something, like... Once he sees the bubbles going for more than like 20 seconds he just sends another messages message that says leaving in 15. all right so this text back okay period zach moves a lot of shit around in his room so it looks like he's been here all day cleans up like runs around his room super fast and cleans a bunch of shit up he makes sure mo's good he runs down to the kitchen and like grabs some food and like dirties a pan like he cooks some eggs or something you know like just just a bunch of shit to make it look like he's been there all day leave a kitchen door open the cabinets yeah 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 yeah. like there's dirty dishes that he didn't really do anything with but they're in the dishwasher the the sink now a whole lot of shit like that he just runs around and for 10 minutes doing that the last five minutes he just writes a note and says hanging out with vanigan like we're gonna work on schoolwork and stuff don't worry i just I miss being in a classroom, so, like, I want to be with my friends. You know, some shit like that. Whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, and then, like, big heart at the bottom. Love, Zach. And he signs it the way he does, like, for his TikTok. He does He's kidding. That uh, <laughs> he, uh, fucking skedaddles. He's going to go up to his room and, and morph in his room. I'm going to go duck. I've got the duck tail scheme stuck in my head as I'm morphing. That's great. Quack, quack. Quack, 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 Not, quack. that's Mighty Ducks. Oh. Is this duck not mighty? Since you're a duck, instead of an hour and a half to fly, it'll take you an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Generous. Cut I'm going to do some math later, and I'm going to fucking school you. <laughs> All right. Remember to factor in that it's Friday. Uh, back at the cabin. Oh, yeah. I think Savannah will just put the phone down, pockety. And uh, just be like, yeah, Zach's on his way. Sweet. Uh, do you want me to, like, just, like, walk around and yell for her? Because she might still be around. 
Sure, do you want me to go with you? Yeah? Hey, do you guys want us to go with you, with you too? Yeah, Dylan, do you want Cameron and Aximilly to go with you too? I mean, you you guys can come if you want. That's... Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. I uh, made it. want to, but I will. You don't have to. You can stay. You guys... Anybody can stay. It, I can go by myself. We're good. It's all... Uh, Thank I will you. keep my distance, but keep keep an eye on you. Both. All of you. You see him start to demorph. Dylan's just going to walk to the back of the cabin. And just kind of look around at everybody. And be like... Maitea! Are you... I feel really stupid. Well, for a lot of reasons, okay? Like, I should have asked all of these other questions. Clearly. And also, now I'm just yelling into the woods. Well, I... I mean, probably we should have gotten a little bit more detail, but it's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. understandable in conversations. Sometimes it doesn't come up. Um, We can morph birds and fly and call out to her and thought speak. That's a good idea, too. I'm going to do that. And Savannah will start morphing. As soon as she sees Savannah start morphing, she's going to start morphing Hummingbird. Cameron will look, look at you as you all morph and it'll be like, you want me to just stay here as she comes comes back yeah that's a good idea I'll go polar bear now I'm worried he smiles I'm just kidding I'll be honest my question to ask if you two wanted to come was somewhat of a joke I feel as though I perhaps did not deliver that correctly oh it's okay Savannah You'll, you'll get it next time Sure. And about a minute goes past. Savannah, you stagger a little bit, but you guys eventually finish more. Sweet. Savannah's going to take off. What are you guys? A vulture. Uh, Depending on how close uh, Cameron and Aximili are, um, probably the first thing the vulture would do would be to just panic. That they're that close and like it's on the ground and they're right there so it would probably just like try to like flap up and take off right away you feel that instinct hit you as soon as you finish the morph and you want to do that but you're savannah you got this you remember that that's that's cameron right there he's not dangerous he's a he's goofy i think she'll take off anyways Dylan goes hummingbird and just immediately zips up into the tree branches. As long as Dylan is calling out and she can hear it, I don't think Savannah will also call out. Uh, So Savannah's just kind of using that like really intense vulture flight to just like circle and make like bigger and bigger spirals over where they are. 
Yeah, Dylan's calling out and saying, Matea, I've got some questions I forgot to ask you. As you circle, Savannah, you spot a wolf moving through the forest. And you hear the thought speak of Dylan ring out too. And the wolf stops and like looks around. As you get a little bit closer, Dylan, as you're like, like you're letting these thoughts speak burst out, you hear, yes, I'm, I'm still here. Dylan, Hummingbird Dylan, like dead stops in the air and buzzes down. It's like, where? You hear a, a small howl. Savannah, you do see the wolf as well. Savannah will just go and like kind of circle over the wolf. She's not trying to stay out of sight or anything. She's just letting Dylan kind of lead the conversation. And Dylan's going to flit down and try to land on a branch that's like sort of eye level. Okay, some things. Yes. Where is this? Since you're not trying to hide or anything, Savannah, the wolf like looks towards the air and sees you flying. But we'll look back to Dylan. It is about 10 miles from here. Cool. 10 miles. Great. What time? Do you... Do you know Earth Hours? I know what an Earth Hour is and what it consists of. Sweet. I would say the 20th hour of this rotation. Cool. Awesome. And, um, do we know how many people... Wait, uh, what are they? What are the people with... When they have a yurk in their head, what do we call them? And she just kind of, like, looks up. Controllers. Oh, sweet. Okay, how many controllers? How many people are going to be guarding this place? I have a lot in my brain right now. I'm sorry. Not many. It is understandable this was all dropped on you pretty quick. But there's at least one Wurk-Bajir. A red-sashed Wurk-Bajir. Mmm. Mmm. During the night, there may be three to four human controllers. That is all I've seen. Okay, sweet. So you have, like, staked this place out and gathered... Yes. ...as much information. Okay, cool. <laughs> she, like, if she was in human morph, she would have just wiped her brow. I've done as much as I can without actually entering the facility, without going into the actual buildings there. Okay, but coming and going, that's that's about as many as you've seen. Yes. At night, there are more human controllers during the day. Okay. And she just looks up again. Do we have anything else? And if we're helping you out with this tonight, then will you give us a little more time on the other mission if needed? The wolf head will look back up towards the sky. Well... Me and Dylan did already strike a deal. Uh, Dylan, give me an insight check. Yeah, yeah, I did. With that, you see just like a a glimpse that the eye looks back to you real quick, and not it doesn't wink, but you see like a little twinkle in it, like she's being a little facetious, and she so she says, uh, "Me and Dylan already had an agreement, but." Open to negotiations. Dylan's gonna like 
puff up a little bit like her little hummingbird body goes she shoves out all of her feathers just as fucking extended as they can go and she's like uh no okay listen I am going with you yes we have an agreement but this is for them they can choose to do whatever they want okay we will enter new, new, a new negotiation. She just looks back, go up to the sky. Well, you already know what my ask is going to be, and that is that we get more time on our second mission. How much more time? I don't know. How much time are you willing to give us? The next time he would need to feed would be three days from tomorrow. Correct. Correct. Is that enough time? Sure. Very well. Is that everything? Dylan looks up again. Savannah's going to go directly to Dylan and say, was there anything else that you wanted to ask her? I don't think so. And then Savannah will open it up and she'll say, I believe we just need the coordinates and what time we are meeting you. Well, 8 p.m. I believe we just need the coordinates of the bug ship. The wolf looks back to Dylan and then back up to Savannah. You aren't interested in any information that you can get from these terminals. It's pretty easy to tell that Matea, when she's asking you if you want more of this information, she's trying to bait you back in to want them more so she can ask for more. Dylan, a little extra you get is it's not, like she's not trying to hurt you guys with the information that she's keeping. She just has more information. Does it kind of seem like she wants extra help on top, like to, to help get that information? It seems like she wants something else and is trying to entice you guys to want more so she can ask for more. Yeah, Dylan's gonna just like start preening a feather and she's gonna be like, seems like you want more information. The wolf out. Uh, she turns the head so it's looking right at you. Maybe. I think we could all benefit now that we have a bigger group. Maybe we can all benefit from this. Dylan's going to straight thought speak to Savannah. I think she's right. I do think that we could use a lot of information. As much as we can possibly glean. Benefit how? Because we already have a decent amount of information. What sorts of things are you looking for now? I don't know, but I feel like anything could help. And Savannah opened that up to Maitea as well. Dylan and Maitea. If we can get into these terminals, not only can I get the clearance codes for a bug fighter to leave the atmosphere, but I can also get flight records. We may be able to get clearance to York River entrances, stronghold locations. That almost all sounds like information that they would begin to change as soon as they found out that we had it. You're right. Unless we act on the information quick enough. 
How many back-to-back missions are you going to propose? I'm just giving you the information. The mission will be yours. And when you decide to do it. When I decide to do it, when we're already locked in on doing this mission tonight and then potentially tomorrow with only relief of three additional days if needed. Yes, because maybe the information you get tonight will speed up your time frame on that. Or not speed it up, but make it advantageous to do it quickly. I'm not sure. I know that there'll be something in there that you'll want. I think Savannah's half reasoning this out of like things she actually believes to be true about this. Like like the second they know that we have the code, it's going to take them 30 minutes to change the locks. You know, it's not going to be like a long time thing. So I think half of this is her reasoning it out. And the other half of this is her just pushing against Maitea and like her, her constant, like trying to get them to do this more quickly and so on and so forth. So I think she'll say like something along the lines of, well, we could attempt to get you that information and see if there's anything useful. I want to be clear on what my goals are. The information that we can get after we hack into the terminals is for you. I will have what I need after we get in. Um, are you sure? Don't you need the clearance codes to leave Earth's atmosphere in this bugfighter? Once I hack into the terminal, that is where I will get. So you also need this information? Yes, yes. But the information I'm talking about, there may be more information that you all can use later. What I need is the clearance codes. I don't even necessarily need the bugfighter yet. That would be an amazing addition to this mission. But what I'm saying is the information that we would get afterwards will be for you. The other thing that I need is to acquire the red sash for Brazier. Well, mm. alive or a morph? A morph. You need to acquire it. Uh, record him. We use them interchangeably where I'm from. Just wanted to clarify. Oh, I do not mind if he dies. It will be a much better fate than living the life that he's currently living right now. Dylan sort of puffs a little bit at that, but doesn't say anything. Savannah's just going to choose to not respond to that because that was so left of what she was asking. (laughs) Yeah, I think at that point she'll just... Make it very, like, I think those last words are chosen very carefully. She'll say, all right, we will help you with your goals tonight, your mission. It was very clearly your stuff. As I have told Dylan, I think, believe the best time ago would be 20 hours into this Earth Day. But I am also, if you all have a better idea, we can go with that. I just believe being under the cover of night would be best. That makes sense to me. 
think the smartest thing to do would to be have some of us go in running a distraction while two people try to get over to the terminals and access them. And we can have someone kind of playing middleman backup, being ready to run in and catch anything that's going on. And I know we have the goal of getting the Hork Vizier as well, but we'll have to see how that layout is before we decide how we're going to handle that. My suggestions would be, with the amount of security there, because it's so small, so little, we swoop in, find a place, demorph, you all remorph, we take them unaware and quickly. There's not many. Dylan's gonna puff up again and she's like, no, no, hold on, are you talking about killing these people? That would be the easiest, the easiest way. I'm out, we're out. I speak for everyone now, we're out. I'm not killing people for you. She uh, looks at you, Dylan, and she says, I'm not saying you have to kill them. Okay, you're not killing people either, though. Like, that's not how this is going to work. I'm fine if we just knock them out. Have either of you ever taken a life before? Savannah says nothing. Yeah, Dylan is just gonna, like, make herself small. So, Matea, after a minute, she'll continue. This is, for all intents and purposes, part of your all's war. I'm not saying kill everyone. Kill to get what you want, and that is it. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, is that when you're in the heat of the battle, when you're in the heat of the moment, and you have to think on your feet, saying not to kill anyone in this kind of situation isn't smart. If you would like me to try not to kill people or to kill these creatures, I will try not to, but I would not promise you, Dylan, that I wouldn't. What you are describing are two entirely different scenarios. The first one is some in the heat of the moment. The second one is a planned killing. And I think you really need to differentiate that. And we are going to ask you not to kill anyone. My plan was to take them unaware. I would be okay with killing them, is what I was saying. But if that's not what you wish to do, you can do it however you all want. And I will show mercy. I will not make the promise that I won't kill anyone if I feel I need to. That goes with any mission for the future as well. I guess that's what happens. Would you like me to return to the cabin? Why don't you give us a couple hours and then meet us at the cabin? Very well. 
she'll give one more look to Dylan. Dylan, you see the wolf head nod to you. She turns and uh, makes her way back into the forest. Savannah will just stay there, kind of circling until she sees Dylan move or Dylan say anything. I think Dylan's going to watch her, watch my tail leave for a bit, and then she's going to pop up off the branch and flit up to Savannah and just sit there for a second. And then she's like, just direct thought, speak to Savannah. She's going to say, okay, if, if we ever do missions with her again in the future, you know what? No, this is it. Like, this is it. We can't trust her. Trust her to do what? Save people. I thought that's what we were here to do. We're saving people. We are here to save people. I think there's potentially some merit in what she's saying. Oh. And Dylan's just going to hover there. Should we head back to the cabin and start preparing everyone else on what we're doing tonight? Yeah. Zach, you see the cabin. You see Cameron just out back on the porch, just throwing stuff into the yard. It looks like he's trying to hit a tree with like some rocks or something, just passing time. As soon as I think I'm in thought speak range, I'm just going to be like, life is like a hurricane to Cameron. Just to see if he... He like goes, duck tails. <laughs> and I try to quack along with the thing, like out loud. Yeah, anyway, I land, whatever. He, like, walks up and greets you as you finish your deed more. He gives you, like, a, a handshake. What's up, Zach? Welcome back. Hi, man. Yeah, um, long time no see. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, where's everybody at? What's going on? Right inside, and I'll let them tell you, because I don't want to be that one. <laughs> Fucking awesome. That sounds... Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Zach walks up. And in there, in, in the Oscar's cabin, in various rooms, are the Humanimals and a half-eaten sandwich. Alright, you missed me so bad. I'm back now. Everyone can relax. The party is returned. What's going on? He's, like, looking around at everybody. Yeah, I think uh, Savannah will pop out of wherever she's been hanging out and just kind of look at Dylan. She was probably uh, hanging out in, like, that dining room area, like, Axe Millie's office area, basically. She probably popped out and was just kind of looking at Dylan now, like, is Dylan going to say anything? Am I going to tell him? (laughs) Dylan's going to look back and forth between Savannah and Zach and be like, okay, so don't get mad. Great start. Uh, we're, this is a thing that is, you can say no, and that's fine, and nobody's gonna be upset. But we are doing a mission, 
Okay, I'm in. What? Yep. You, it's... <laughs> She's just going to look at Savannah. He just turns around and high-fives Cameron and goes like, alright, when are we leaving? Hell yeah. She's just gonna, when Dylan looks at her, she's just gonna kind of shrug and she's just gonna say, it's Zach. Uh, Dylan's like, uh, uh. He like, she, he like walks across the room and holds up a hand for a high five from Dylan. <laughs> Dylan just timidly puts her hand up. Smacks the shit out of it. Hey, she said don't get mad, man. <laughs> that was the highest of fives. I wasn't mad. It's cool. We already got a plan, or like, are we still strategizing? We have somewhat of a plan. We're going to be meeting. My, well, Maite is going to come here, and we're going to head out to try and get to the site of this bug fighter, where it is stored in a York facility with it sounds like minimal security. Uh, yeah. So we're going to steal that around eight p.m. Shotgun. Shotgun. I called it. I get shotgun. Cameron and Max look at each other when you say that. Cameron says, ah, oh, he's cooler. Unless I get to drive. Can I drive? Are we stealing it, right? That's what we're doing? Like, we're going to steal my a bunch of Dylan's like, wait, have you driven one before? Do you know? Wait, flown? Do they fly? They fly, right? They fly. Definitely. It's not a watership. Of course, any. that's dumb. They fly. I mean, no, but like, I never driven a car till last week, and fucking nailing it. So, Dylan makes a mental note to never let Zach drive her car. Look, you can barely see the dent in my dad's truck. It's fine. They're called bumpers, so they can bump into stuff, right? It's not. Okay. And he like looks at Cameron for backup. Like, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so. And they put them where they can Fine, be I'll let bumped. Maitea drive, I guess. Is Maitea driving? Like, what's going on? Theoretically. Theoretically, Maitea is driving. Serious Zach happens, and he's like, alright, so like, how many people are we talking? You said minimum security. So, like, what, three, four hork It sounds like there's three to four human guards and a hork And the hork we need to incapacitate so Maitea can record them. And we should record them while we're at it. That's a great idea, yeah. There's no cameras? She didn't say. So we'll have to take a look when we get there. But it sounds like it's a construction site, so hopefully minimal security that way as well. Okay. How far off is it? Ten miles from our location. It's ten miles from the cabin? Sounds like. What kind of construction? Didn't say find out. That's concerning, because, like, this is kind of like our, our base. If there is construction happening 10 miles, and it's, like, your construction, so, like, we need to fuck up this construction site. I mean, we do also have a secondary lead on that. We knew that there was a your construction company. We could potentially follow that up afterwards. Okay, but I'm saying, like, no, I agree. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so um, I should be able to go kombucha and get there, which we're going to want if I'm incapacitating. 
I've, I think I've dialed in how hard to tap somebody on the head to knock them out if they're a human. So, hopefully I can knock all those dudes out. And then, well, I'll try with the Horc Bajir too, I guess. Unless anyone else is going to also fight. Dylan's <laughs> looking around. She's like, hey, so the, just for clarification, the Horc Bajir are the, the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Dinosaurs, like, looking like Shredder from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And not the big gross bug guys. No. Those okay. are the tax. <laughs> I don't even like that name. Mm, sa- we're going to call them that. Yeah, I'm sure they don't like our names. That's cool. Well, that's true. You know, I didn't think about that. I was insensitive. I'm sorry. Savannah, they don't know my name. I've been good. Good. Where are we going? My tail will be here in just over an hour. Oh, cool. We've got time, though. A little bit. Um... All right, anything else to discuss? Because I had, like, an idea when I was flying over here I was going to talk to Max about. I think just to say that, no, Zach, you are not going to be the only one fighting, so we will have other people going in to help incapacitate. The only one that I want kind of standing back is, Dylan, you need to be with Maitea to do the codes, and Aximily, I want you around looking for opportunities. If anyone gets incapacitated, that you can help fly this bug ship and get it out of there. Yes, Prince Savannah. Do you mean to hack anything? Or? Well, Maitea would like you to. Apparently there's some information in the console that we can get into. But that does take you off of knocking people out duty, and you seemed so enthusiastic about that a minute ago. I mean, if there's only four dudes, that's, like, pretty fast. All right, Cameron, it sounds like you and I are knocking people out duty. Hell yeah. I mean, I can knock out and then... You know what I'm saying? Like, there's two sure. steps. Also, if Matea has hacked into the terminals, once in there, you should be able to access the information. There'll just be a... You just have to find it within their systems. Dylan raises her hand. I feel like everyone turned to look at Dylan. Like, everyone turned. I high-five uh. it. <laughs> High fives it. <laughs> He's pissed off. <laughs> She's like, ow. All right. Okay. How do we retain this information? I was just thinking that. Aximili, could we use your memory again? Yes. Okay. That'll be a good place for you to be then to see with the bug fighter as well. So you can stay with Zach. Yes. Hell yeah. And he like puts a hand up for Max to high five it. He like reaches up and like he just here. places it out there he squeezes he high fives no 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 we, we slap him bro no that is not how you do it Zach. dylan turns to max and is like oh oh let me give you a tip i have a great tip for this yes she like holds up her hand she's like all right when you go to high five someone look directly at their elbow don't look anywhere else just look at their elbow and you'll never miss he leans forward and watches your elbow <laughs> Well, no, you, like, you have to you have to make the motion with your hand while you're looking at... In front of you, and he's staring at your elbow. And then when you move, he moves. All right, yeah. His main eyes go wide, and he looks up to you in the face. Try it again. Yeah. Okay. 
Never miss. It is perfect. I'll do it again. He looks at Zach and does it. It works with both the male and the female species of the... <laughs> Why would it be... Di- All right. Prince Savannah, is that everything? Are we ready to go? Your Majesty? Sir? Your Honor? <sighs> I think that that is everything. If it please the court, I would like to... It does not please the court. The court is not pleased. Uh, 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 pretty, I would like to make pleased. a motion for a new idea. Do I have a second? Is anyone got a second? Ooh, if it please the court, I second. Okay, cool. And then Zach turns to Max and he's like, can we set up like a proxy to route all of our cell phone numbers to the computer so that if we have missed calls or texts, we'll see them here and we can reply to them when we don't have our phones. I believe I could do that. That would rule because um, I don't have my phone again. You want to use mine? No, man. It's not connected to my shit. Okay. I will work on that next. Cool. I mean, we have an hour, so I figured. Yes. I don't know how hard that is, but like, maybe. He goes over to his computer area. As you all keep talking. Zach looks at uh, Savannah and goes, "Uh, By the way, like, if my parents ask, uh... I'm just at your house all the time doing schoolwork because I miss being in a classroom. Oh. That's what I told him. Okay. Are they going to believe that? I don't know. <laughs> but it'll, they'll believe it more if you back it up. Certainly. Would you like to go over some of your homework assignments for the week? <laughs> Come on, no. <laughs> ah, bro. Ridiculous. Anyway, and he like just goes and flops down on the couch. <laughs> yeah, we've been off school for a week, Savannah. We don't want to start again. You haven't been doing your homework while we've been off? Wait a minute. They can give you homework when you don't have school on that day? Camera <laughs> thought there was a technicality. <laughs> Found a loophole. You know the logins that we have? The student logins? Yeah. If you go in there, they'll tell you all of the upcoming work and where to get the resources for it, and you can just complete it. So now you don't have two weeks worth of homework that they're going to assign for us to complete in one week. You mean the thing you go into to see when practice is? Yes, but instead of that section, you go to the academic section. (laughs) She goes to the academic section. Zach. Dylan's like wide-eyed looking at Savannah. She's like, are we going to have to do their homework? Oh, I have already have. I mean, they have notes, so they can actually learn the material, and I, I try to talk to them about it, but... I give mine to Zach. He does yeah. this homework that Savannah gives me. What? <laughs> I don't follow that one. She, she gives us those pages that are like... After she does the homework, she gives us the pages. I just give my pages to you because it's homework from Savannah. That's your homework, but with the... I just took what you had to do for your homework and took the important parts that you need to learn and kind of just reconfigured it so it made a little more sense to you. And then I gave it to you. And then I gave it to Zach. Where have you been putting those? Because I don't have them. 
Mine are all in your treehouse. <laughs> okay. I'll, um, you can just have those back, man. I have my own. Like, mm. Listen, I'm trying to help you guys out here, but you do need to learn the material. Yeah, I've been reading the notes. Um, and even the homework sometimes. I've dropped the ball. Should I roll deception? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am lying. I think she can tell. <laughs> I did immediately not believe it. <laughs> but I have advantage. This is that hardcore player versus player stuff they warn you about. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, Columbo's on. That's pretty cool. And he just <laughs> changes the topic. Watches TV. The time comes and you guys see in the uh, front yard a wolf. I'll go outside. As you step out, the wolf starts to demorph. And then Matea standing there. She's just hanging. We'll be ready to go soon. Zach will get up and go out after her. Uh, accidentally finished that thing like 30 minutes ago and he just cool. follows out too yeah Dylan's gonna go out too when she realizes that she's probably in the kitchen like trying to find something that's not a ham sandwich a ham and abomination sandwich um, and when she like pops her head in she's like hey is there any Whoa. okay and just like sets everything down and walks outside uh, Cameron sees you walk out and wipes his mouth and stands up too and walks out. He was eating that half-eaten sandwich. My man is perpetually finishing a sandwich. <laughs> wipes jelly off his suit. And broccoli. No. No. I what? draw the line. I draw the line. Was it a yeah, side Yeah, she's dish? Johnny cashing you. <laughs> no, it's walking. Let's walk the line. <laughs> How dare you? All right, We're all, are we all outside behind our prince? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, are you going to lead the way, Maitea? Uh, yes. She starts to walk. She does give like a little side eye to Dylan, like one of those little half smile, hand to light smiles with her eyes. Dylan just like grins at her, but like quizzically. She doesn't quite understand why Maitea likes her so much. Zach's gonna, like, kind of catch up to Savannah and just real quietly be like, I'm gonna go ahead and get in the trees. Is that, is that cool? Be careful of your morph time. Maybe you want to delay a little bit longer just to ensure that we're not spending a lot of time in morph and then you'll have to demorph mid-mission. Otherwise, yes, that's cool. <sighs> He drops back. And I think while they're going, Savannah's gonna keep looking at Aximili, just trying to get a read on what Aximili is feeling and doing. He is keeping his stock eyes pretty much trained on Matea. He seems attentive, like his tail blade is rigid, like ready, and 
he seems to keep himself light on his feet as much as he can. But yeah, he just seems ready and a little bit, you know, on edge. And you think probably because Matei is around. Okay, but he's not giving anything more than on edge with Maitea. It's not like, there's no like overarching like anger or anything that can be read or anything like that. He doesn't seem over angry. He just seems focused on this mission. Okay. Mateo will break the silence and she'll say, so do we plan on splitting up for this mission? Do you want to take a view overhead? be splitting up on this mission. You and Dylan will be working on getting to the bug fighters in the terminals. Maximilian and Zach will be working on getting the information and what they can from the system, including the codes that you need. And Cameron and I will be securing the guards and hork mission. I believe that the dual encryption terminals, one is on one floor, the other would be in a bunker below it. In a bunker. Yes. Or a basement. Give me more on the layout. There is a, the main road. You all know the main road. You've traveled it to get to your cabin. Cabin goes off to an off-road from that main road. There's another off-road down it. The off-road to the main road leads to a checkpoint with two buildings on either side of the road. These are offices for the workers, places for them to rest, for them to eat. They look like they have been built and were there for a long time. Outside those buildings, there are broken pieces of construction equipment behind those buildings after you get through the checkpoint. is another path that leads to the fenced off construction area. That is walled in. The walls are flimsy, easily knocked down. They look to just be anyone that would come around this, keep their prying eyes off what they're building or what they're doing inside there. Within the walls, there is another trailer where the foreman of the construction does all his work. Maximilian, Zach, can we get that those construction equipment and set them up and set them to run on their own? just to sow more confusion and chaos into this situation? Um, it's going to depend on how old they are, but I would assume they probably are computer-driven. So yeah, as long as they're not just fly-by-wire. They do have working vehicles there. Construction equipment. They have working ones. I've seen them move. Now, like bulldozers and stuff? Yes. Cool, yeah. That's what I was talking about, yeah. Most of those are going to have computer stuff in them if they're within the last, like, 20 years. If they're really old, then they might not do what we want. Yerks usually will take the technology, of the newest technology of their hosts, so. Wonderful. We can set those off and it'll clear paths for us as well as distract whatever people are there. That can be the first move. The construction area is where I have seen the orc walking around, the, the human controllers at night. Also, there is more construction being done under an awning that I've not been able to see. It looks like they're digging. I don't like that. 
knowing that underground is where the Yerk rivers and things are, that could lead to some surprises tonight that we weren't prepared for. I might be able to use at least one of those like larger construction things to like try to fill in that hole some. Maybe even knock some construction equipment in because then it's a pain in the ass to get it out. The awning and the entrance to the awning are are bigger than the the earth movers. You could fit the earth mover into the under the awning. Perfect. Yeah, so I could like try to push some dirt in and rocks or something, or maybe even just like crash the bulldozer in there. Or whatever. Even more stuff. You can try. I've not seen him under the awning, is what I'm telling you. Okay. Gotcha. And you know where these terminals are, correct? That you and Dylan need to access? I believe I know what building they're in. And I believe that there's one on the first floor and one would be under it. don't like that. It's not preferable. I don't like Dylan going into a building, or you for that matter, and separating in a space where we can't see where you're going or what you're doing to help you guys out if something happens and something pops up. We could take part of the walls off. That could work. We want to wreck this place anyway, right? So yeah, we could. Um, I don't know if they've got like a backhoe. I could probably just tear the side of the thing off. I'm assuming I'm going to be able to figure out the controls like immediately, but like I may need a minute. <laughs> Can't be that complicated. That can be the first thing that we do. We go and stealthily figure out the controls, start setting up some of the machines that we're not going to be commandeering for our uses to run and create confusion and then we can take what we would like and try to I think open up this building to allow you guys in there while we can still cover you and Cameron and I will keep every keep the heat off everybody I'm worried there may not be like enough people to go around um you know me and Max are the only ones on these machines I don't know how many machines there are but like we got a lot to do it sounds like and then he wanted us hacking. Is there any... Anybody got like a real big morph that maybe they can just take down a trailer with? Trailers are pretty flimsy, so... Sure. I can do that. Okay. Or maybe like, Dylan, you want to help us hack first, and then you can sneak off into the building? I'm just throwing out ideas. Yeah, I can I can help you get the... the... You're good with tech, right? Yeah. Hey, Dylan, what are you what are you gonna morph? You're not going in as yourself, right? I had planned on it to use my fingers. That's a bad plan. Yeah, okay. I need something else. Uh, Mateo glances over her shoulder to you, Dylan, and gives that same little half smile with her eyes. Dylan just like furrows her brow at her again. She's like, Oh, we could sow some chaos. 
I think we're, we're doing that. No! Would they expect two Mateas? They would not, Mateas says. Three Andalites is a good plan. Yeah. Keeping the bandit cover. Word. You guys travel the rest of the way. How far before you want to morph, Zach? Because I'm assuming you're going first. Oh, I'm going to wait until my prince tells me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nightmare. When we're like 10 minutes away, I'll ask Maitea to give us like a 10 minute warning. And that's when we can start. We are about 10 minutes and 45 seconds away. Axe says 44. 43. <laughs> well, certainly let's wait until we get to the zero, and then we can start. I'll be there in eight if I start morphing. <laughs> After about 42 more seconds, Axe says, we are now 10 minutes out from Savannah. He looks at Matea. She rolls her hand away and looks away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Savannah's just going to like look at Xmilly and just give him this like just kind of like half smile like it was like this is great. Cameron will say what should I go? Well something big and something that you can use to fight a Hork-Bajur and knock him oh, out. Okay. Then you see uh, his skin just like melt a little bit but turns white and then pop out in the fur as he starts to work. So he just grew his Santa beard first? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right, so I'm Harry and Monkey and Entry. Nice. Yeah, Dylan absolutely starts morphing my tan. Samantha starts morphing too. She's getting big and bulky. She's going elephant. It's going to take you two minutes fully for the elephant. We've got ten. That's really rude of you, though, Austin. Hey, man, you're tired. You didn't want to do no green dust. I'm fucking exhausted. Listen, I'm exhausted. Don't test me. <laughs> Zach um, looks down at Dylan and Maitea standing next to each other, looking identical. And publicly, he says... Uh, hey, Max, do Andalites ever have twins? <gasps> I was wondering the same thing. Yes, they do. Okay. Are, are they believable as twins? A little too believable. You guys want to... Can you differentiate yourself somehow? Dylan reaches up and flips her hair over to the other side. <laughs> That's changed the so what the I was side. hoping for. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was chanting in my head for that. <laughs> that will work. Okay. That was Dylan that did that, right? Although they may know who Matea is. And he gives like a, a little sharp glance at uh, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's like, what? Oh, sorry. And he gives it to the other Matea. Let's hope the Yerks are about as diligent in their homework as Cameron and Zach are. They don't call me hey. Savannah. <laughs> Dylan's just like, oh. All my homework is done and turned in on time. I am aware of that. Yeah, so I, I think it's pretty negligent. That was rude, Savannah. I'm not a diligent. Whatever. <laughs> 
Zach starts going towards the construction site. Dylan's <laughs> just like, this <laughs> is trees. why it's important to do your homework. Matea hunches her form some as she moves forward. And she's kind of sneaky. Oh, is, is she up on her little tippy-toe hooves? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Staccato movement. Cameron's kind of chilling back with you, Savannah. Sweet. Just, just a Cameron. I can see the top of your head from here. <laughs> That's because every subject should bow to his prince. So you hear the elephant out of that trunk just. <sighs> <laughs> his ears <laughs> flip back. <laughs> Zach, you're going to probably get there first. So Yeah, I told him I'd make it an eight, so... Yeah, you swing up. Make it seven, seven and a half. As you're swinging up, give me a perception check. I'd like a stealth, too, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not good. No, that's a perception. It was seven. 23, though, for stealth. Can't see shit, but I'm fucking sneaky. You swing up and take, like, a perch in a tree. Can kind of see over this fence that uh, Matea told you guys about. You see just dirt spread out. It's pretty dark back there. As you're looking over, you see a forklift, not actually a bulldozer, moving. There is a bulldozer parked over in the corner, the bottom right corner, which is the corner closest to you. It is lit up where the forklift is. It's not lit up where the bulldozer is. You see two guys on the other side of the field walking around. It's lit up over there. And you see, as you're looking in, a horkbajir walk out of the trailer and begin to move over to where the forklift is. I'll be honest, when you said that I saw the work gear coming out of the trailer, I fully thought he was going to light up a cigarette. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in my head, I was just like, yeah, he's out here, he's taking a smoke break. That's what he's doing. The hole that Matea described to you is over here to the right, under an awning that you can't see. I start calling things out. I go, okay, uh, there's two dudes, um kind of to the back of the lot. There's a dude in a forklift uh, with a forklift next to him. And then there's like a bulldozer off in the corner uh, that I can probably get to pretty easy. So I'm just calling that information back. You guys are close enough to hear that. Axe and Millie's running up towards where Zach is. Dylan, uh, Matea seems to be leading you to the left a little bit. So she's basically trying to lead you to these buildings over here on the left. Okay. It's not well lit. The, the lit parts are only over here where these people are digging and uh, here where the forklift is. And that's the light on the front of the forklift? No, there's a light. Like, there's basically all around there's lights that come off, off the fence and shine down. But the only two that seem to be on right now is the one over here by them and then the one by the forklift. Okay, so the rest of the area is pretty dark. Yes. I'll move on your signal, Prince. So are there any, is there any machinery that you can get to and start taking a look at before we get there and start causing chaos? Um, yeah, I can go ahead and make my way to the bulldozer if you want me to start now. Yeah, if you can get there stealthily. Learn as much as you can before we start making moves so you're not trying to wire this thing in the heat of a battle. Okay, now if I accidentally start it when I'm trying to learn how to move it, take it back. We're, we're close. 
Alright, I'm gonna give them like a another 30 seconds before I start moving just to get them a little bit closer. And then I will start trying to swing down to that bulldozer. So I see these piles and things, or like pipes or whatever on the map. If I can, if there's a tree that's like over the fence at all, I'd like to kind of climb out over the fence and then just drop down behind one of those piles. Yeah, one of these branches hangs just enough that you can climb out to it and drop down, and you do, and you land right behind these these pipes in there. That cool. Are and then I just knuckle walk over, like real low, and slow and quiet, and whatever, looking for sticks. <laughs> and uh, get up in that, that bulldozer. You get to the bulldozer, and you see it's just an opening. You can just climb in. You don't even have to open the door. You put your hand on the bulldozer and go to climb in. A light to your right illuminates the whole area that you're in. Freeze. I'm all the way in, and then I freeze, and I listen. You hear, uh, Wash! What is that? And this here starts to move over towards where the light just illuminated. They saw me! Dylan, you and Matea are creeping up to these two buildings in the front. You're on the south side. She looks to you and she says, Well, should we run in or should we sneak in? Uh, right now, I don't. they don't know that we're here too, so maybe we should sneak. You guys get a little bit closer. She says, the entrances are on the side of the road. So in between the two buildings, there are doors. It is lit there. If we move, we will need to move quick into the doors and we will need to choose which building. Okay, are we getting machinery first? Yeah, we can. There is a few other construction parts around here, like some kind of like, it, it's like a heavy duty wheelbarrow. It's like a mini dump truck. Yes, Small yes. Wagon. Like a bucket with a wheel. Bulldozer type then. Mini dozer, got it. This thing is on little treads though. Mm -hmm. So you could like potentially yeah. get it to go back. It's a, a, it's, it's a track dozer. It's a small tank. She points this stuff out to you and she says, well, if we're gonna try to do anything with those construction uh, pieces, we'll, we'll try that. So she moves onto the field on her turn. You are right behind her, Dylan. So on your turn, you can already be on the map too. And turn order, next up is this person on this forklift uh, she looks over and is kind of surprised to see this see this light come on but she watches the hork bajir start to move over and uh, she just backs up the uh, forklift that's what she'll do on her turn the other two will grab their shovels and start to walk over just trying to see what's going on next up is Cameron as he has stayed back a little bit with you Savannah but as you guys are moving forward, he says, they saw him. What should we do? Let's get in closer and give it another beat to see if they actually saw him or if they're going to drop it. And if they've actually seen him, let's start knocking people out. He does fan off a little bit from you to the left. but he, And he moves forward, but he's still kind of waiting. Uh, he will ready his the rest of his movement to sprint into action. Max, he tells you, Zach, I am right outside of the walls. Let me know. And he'll do the same thing, ready in action, wait. And now it's Zach's turn. 
Uh, real quick, I'm gonna go, well, you know what? They've made me. And then to the hork I'm gonna go, excellent work. This was a security test, and you've passed. And then I'm gonna start trying to get the forklift to do stuff. You get it to work. You get it to come on. So he does say, an Andalite! But he seems confused that you're here, so he's like, just staggered for a second looking around. That's all I wanted. Aximili's gonna jump over the fence and enter. Cameron being told, give it a, another second, I think he's still gonna wait a little bit. So Aximili leaps over the fence and he's right beside you. So this red sash Torquemajir is up and he's like, he sees this Andalite pops up and is taken aback a little bit. Dylan. Dylan's gonna directly speak to Savannah first and be like, hey, do you guys got this? I believe we have this. Are we good to go to the terminals? Be very careful. Call out if you need anything. Same for you guys. And she's gonna head into where Maitea is and start looking at this equipment too. You move up to where she is. She says, it looks like it's in disrepair. But if you need help, I can try to help you at least get it running for a little bit. I think they. I think we can move on and and get things started inside. You're sure? Well, no, but yeah. Which building? Don't you know? Wait, what? I have an idea. I haven't seen in any of the buildings. We took my guess. It would be the one that we're next to. All right, let's start there. Open the door and I will watch out for you. Okay. She'll look out as you can you can try to move up to these doors. Now you will be moving into in the light. Yeah, she's gonna sort of like peek around and make sure that there's nobody that can see her first. Peek one of your stock eyes around, look back and forth. It's a little disorienting because you're not used to them, but you're right. But you don't see anything. Cool. If she doesn't see anything, then she's going to start trekking toward the door. You get to the door. It looks to be a metal handle and a metal door. But this whole building isn't. It's disheveled a little bit. It's not uh, fully up to code. It's not fixed up or anything like that. Is it like an old construction trailer or is it like a wood structure? The one that you're at is it seems to be like a construction trailer that was put here permanently and kind of built onto. The other yeah. side looks like just kind of like a, a beat up wood shack with it has a second floor on it. That's janky as hell. All right. Did one of my relatives construct this? <laughs> okay. Um, she's going to grab the handle and is there like a window on the door or anything? There are windows next to the door uh, on each side. Yeah, I'm, I'm super peeking in there. You do see a guy sitting inside at a desk. But he's, he seems to be looking at, like, down at the computer that he's on. Okay. Um, she's going to speak to Maitea and say, Hey, there's one person in here at a table. He hasn't seen me yet. And then she's going to, like, give him give Maitea perfect directions right into that. I will dispatch him. No killing. Non-lethal. Okay. And then I'm going to hold my next action till it's Maitea's turn. Savannah. 
since that's how everything went down, the first thing she'll do is give Cameron the go order. So he takes the rest of his movement to basically half of it to get to the wall, the other half to go through the fence. So he'll use the rest of it, his action to get right beside the workers here. And he just lets out a bear roar behind it. <laughs> Adorable. Great. Yeah, Savannah is going to move the same same way like Cameron did, get over there. So I'm there. I've moved. I've gone through the wall. I'm right next to the orc -bajur. Can I just pop him? Pop him on the head? You boom, run through here, and you go to swing your trunk down at him. He's going to use counterattack. Okay. That's so Yu-Gi-Oh of him. So as you swing your trunk, he lifts up his forearm blade and digs it into your trunk and moves it to the side and then swings with you with his other forearm blade. Does a 21 hit? Let me double check. Yeah. You take seven piercing damage. Nothing else. All right. Next up is Matea. I'm going to swing that door open for her. And she runs right in and jumps over the desk. It's going to catch this guy unaware, so she's going to roll with advantage. Non-lethal damage. That's a crit. Non-lethal nat 20. Non-lethal yeah. nat 20. That'll knock him out. We established early on, that means that what you want to happen, happens. Exactly. Matea looks around after that, and she sees a door. She'll point out to you, and she moves over to that. That'll be her turn. Next up is the controllers. First, another controller pops out of this, out of this trailer near you guys, and he'll join next round. And then the rest of these controllers, he gets here, Zach, and he has a shovel in his hand, and he tries to swing in in this forklift to get you. Was a 13 hit? Yep. Three damage, Nate. <laughs> Uh, my old nemesis, the shovel. I can't wait to hit him with the scoop on the front of this bulldozer. <laughs> like you hit me with your shovel. <laughs> I'ma hit him with mine. That's not a shovel. This is a shovel. Yeah, that's not a shovel. <laughs> the second one will attack Axamilly, which misses. Uh, this lady will use her action to move the bulldozer, reposition it towards you. Next up is Karen, who will. Swing a big old meaty polar bear paw at this pork bajir non-lethally. He knows. 13 will miss, so he'll try to bite him. Uh, with his bite, he does hit as he bites this pork bajir's forearm uh, for eight piercing. Next up is Max. Max is going to use knockout. Uh, he does hit, so on a hit... No damage is taken, however, the target makes a constitution save. On a fail, the target's knocked unconscious for one minute. He just takes a staggering blow to the head and falls back a little bit. Kombucha, Zach. I would like to spin the forklift counterclockwise so that the shovel will smack this dude. Twelve above average. Oh, he's just going to take the full damage on that. He looks unconscious. But because he got hit with this bull, this bulldozer thing, he, his head looks like it's it is bleeding. But he is unconscious. You can't really dial in <laughs> bulldozer yeah. punch. Sorry. I'm just gonna jump out. 
I'll get back in this thing in a little bit. I don't need to be in it right now. <laughs> yeah, I've spun so that I'm um, facing this direction. I'm just going to get up behind this guy. Next up is the red sash twerk Bajir. Uh, seeing that he's got a big old elephant in his face and, it, and a polar bear, he's going to use bladed fury. So his tail comes up in the back and he like kind of spreads his arms and he just starts slashing at both of you. Make me a dexterity save, Savannah Cameron as well. The DC was 13, so you pass, so you only take half damage. Uh, Cameron will take the full. 13 slashing halved is six for you. With his movement, he will move away. So if somebody wants to, opportunity attack. Sure do. Go ahead. Uh, 13 will miss. Uh, Cameron will try that. Try with this claw. Nine will miss. Uh, he'll get there. Next up is Dylan. Dylan's going to move to Maitea and say, okay, where do we think this terminal is? Or is this the terminal? And she's going to point to the computer. I do not believe that is it. I just believe that's someone's computer. That makes sense. Okay. Same same move, do you think? Yes, this time you charge in. Okay. She'll open the door for you. You do see uh, three more doors in this hallway. One right to your left. Two all the way down on each side. One directly on my left. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, no, correct. You can't do this <laughs> to a dyslexic person. <laughs> Are there windows in any of these doors? Because if so, I want to peek in. But if not, I'm going to start opening doors. There is like a window into this door. And there's a window down here that you can see outside at the end of the hall. Yeah, I'm going to go to that door with the window and try and look in first. It just looks to be a, as you look in, it's just a room with a couch in it. Looks like there's a TV on the other side. Nobody's in there. She's going to tell my that that room is clear. I'll take this one. You take that one. Uh, she nods. I'm going in that door. All right. Uh, you open it up. Inside, you see a toilet and a shower and a sink and a drain in the middle of the floor. Cool. All right, nice. It's a bathroom. Cool. No computer, no people. Let's do it. Savannah. I'm going to follow that work for sure. And I don't want to be presumptuous, but I am going to catch him. I'm going to go ahead and just try a, a gore attack here. I don't think you got a crit, but you got a hit. I got a hit, and that's with that movement. He has to do that DC save. And just as a warning, someone read their character sheet in between here, and I will be attacking again. So he does fall prone and takes 21 damage. He does fall to the ground after you have, like, hit him, knocked him down however you did, and the smoke clears. You see him shallow, like, breathing slower, looking at you, just... <sighs> He's still up, though. Well, I am going to attack him again, because I do get an extra attack. That couldn't have gone worse. Well, he's on the ground, breathing shallowly, and and this is a stomp, so I imagine I would take my massive foot <laughs> and just try to, like, I'm going to say try to, like, kick him in a way. Like, she's trying to hit the head. She's trying to knock him out, not kill him. As you, like, come down and try to hit him, he rolls out of the way, and just as, like, as, like, just one more little dig at you, he jams his elbow blade into your, into your uh, foot. 
Top of the ring, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, she'll open this door. Uh, or she tries to open it, it's locked. She looks down at you. She says, uh, we need to be quick. So Gigi just swings her tail blade and cuts the door off and the door opens. Um, she looks in and she looks back at you and she says, this is it. And she moves into the room. You hear some commotion going on in there. Next up is the controllers. This guy, he's gonna pull a gun off of his hip and aim it at the uh, polar bear. 13 will hit uh, for six as he takes one more shot. Uh, 20 will hit for 12. This lady in the forklift is gonna take a cue from the orangutan and try to uh, hit this elephant. So make a strength check, uh, DC 12. So you'll only take half damage. Six bludgeoning. This guy in front of, uh, with the orangutan and the uh, andalite surrounding him is going to swing his shovel at the andalite. Miss. The guy on the ground uh, will push himself back up and pick his shovel back up. His name is Chumbawamba. The guy I knocked out or a different guy? The guy that was knocked out, yes. He's up now. He's up now. Does he crit? He crit on his death save. He he was yeah. dying. The polar bear is going to barrel towards the guy with the gun. Try to hit him. That's a crit. Is he going to try or is he going to do? He's mad though. Should he do non-lethal or not? Because he tried to shoot him with a gun. He'll do non-lethal. He's a good boy. He's a good soldier. Don't bring a bear to a gunfight. Don't do it. He knocks him out. I think it's don't bring a gun to a bear fight. Ooh, that's a, the bear's yeah. winning here. <laughs> yeah, don't bring a gun to a bear fight. He got him with his bear hands. Maximilian will do the same thing. Try to knock this dude out. Yeah, and that dude's flanked. He is flanked, so There's he has no way to know. Him. That's a hit, so he has to make us say, "You don't knock out." This is not working, Zach. Yeah, I'm just gonna tap this dude on the side of the head. Non-lethal. He stated non-lethal. I did. It holds up in the I'm court. Gonna, I'm gonna use fist, but I'm just using one big fist. One big fist. A 23 will hit. Yeah, flanking. Oh, it's flanking. So 23 hits. 11 to the dome. This guy falls forward and like grips the back of his head and stands up and he's just like, ow! But he's still up. <laughs> Fine, I'll hit him again. Do it. I'm gonna. This one lethal, right? No. <laughs> okay. 22. That'll hit. Cool. That's enough. Whatever it is. He had one hit point left. Great. He's unconscious, not making death saves, out of the fight. I'm gonna walk back over here to this guy. Wait. The red sash toward Bazir. As Savannah is towering over him, he reaches underneath the sash and pulls out a Dracon beam. You see this Dracon beam uh, as it's leveled at you just erupt a beam of energy that singes off part of your shoulder, your elephant's shoulder, and you're kind of limping a little bit. Second attack, same thing. He just kind of like growls at you almost in, in disgust. Dylan's turn. I'm going in that room. You get into the room and you see Matea in like a lockup with this human. 
just her andalite body and his human arms, like they're just locked together, struggling as you come in. Uh, I'm going to run forward and try to smack him with my tail. Roll it up. Non-lethal <laughs> is what I'm trying for. Now, when you crit 20, what you want to happen happens. What happens when you crit one? What you want to happen happens. What you want what you want to happen opposite. No. Dylan, as you come in and you are swinging your tail blade, you're trying to turn it to where the the flat side hits him, but he's going to get some razor, so roll some damage. I don't want to. Ten slashes. You do knock him like with the flat part on the top of his head, but as it keeps sliding, the jagged blades on the back just rip down his chest and you see blood just start to pour out as he's like, ah, ah, but he's still standing. To my Taya, she's just like, sorry, sorry, I don't know how to use this yet. You are using it correctly. Uh, and instead of attacking with the tail again, she's just going to try and like grab him. Uh, you can like just grab him as you're all just there uh, scrambling together. Savannah. Yeah, she's going to take another smack at this hork bajir. Well, I guess a stomp at him. He never stood up, so you still have advantage on him. Do I? Oh. Hey. <laughs> Not a good you know, day for character sheets, kids. <laughs> you you know that's the second time you've double crit one as the yeah. elephant? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I'm aware. I'm fully aware. And, uh, you know, I just told you I wasn't good at D&D. <laughs> You know, when you crit one, the opposite of what you want to happen happens. But what happens when you crit 20? The opposite of what you don't want to happen happens. So what do you want to happen? I want to knock him out, please. Tell me how. Well, I have my feet. And the first time, what the problem was is I'm not good. Elephant eyes, trunk in the way, real big ears. So he got mad at me. He rolled over, shoved a, a mean elbow blade into my foot, and that caused me to locate exactly where he was. So then I took my foot and I just kicked him in the head. Arf, smash. He knocked out. Great. Can I pick him up and just, like, put him up on my elephant back? He hung your back. Sometimes you get a little scratch when you move too fast, but it's okay. It's fine. That's fine. And that was one attack. I do have one more. And there is a lady right next to me, driving a forklift. And we already established the cage means nothing to us, so can I just go ahead and bop her in the head? Flat row. What the- what is this? What is this, Austin? What, what is this? What happens when you roll both? I don't even know! I don't know. <laughs> you seem to power through and bend the front, but you not enough to hit- Matea's gonna say, Oh, so you can kill them, but I cannot? But she will non-lethally attack. Is one of her attacks throw shade? Dylan takes 11 points shade damage. This guy gets knocked out real good. Perfectly knocked out. If he was knocked out for 10 minutes off of this blow, he's going to be knocked out for 35. Arbitrary that is a numbers. long time to be unconscious, kids. Yeah, it super is. Let's hope he's okay. That guy's down. He's going to bail from this forklift. And run back this way, glancing over his shoulder and seeing the, the polar bear. This guy in front of you, Nate, is invigorated. And he's gonna yell out, Andalites! That's his whole action? Yep. Polar bear up. 
I'm gonna get this chick up here. He moves forward, follows at her. Zach, I'm gonna say Max is just- Talking's a free action, right? Yes. Maximilian, if you have a moment, you should come record this for sure. Very well. And he walks over on his turn, and he'll use his action to acquire the Hort-Bajir. Cameron knocks this girl out, I'm pretty sure. No, he does not. She's still up. The second attack, he's going to headbutt her. Nope, nine misses. She ducks out of the way. Zach. That's the sound of me popping this dude in the fucking head. Non-lethal. Non-lethal. He's out of the fight. Dylan's up, and this guy's knocked out. This is the first terminal. All right, what, what's the code? I need to hack it, and then I can give you the... Sweet. She'll, like, move up to the terminal. Yeah, Dylan's going to thought speak to the group and be like, Hey, how are we doing out there? Relatively well. We have one person left up, and I have the Horkfisher unconscious at this moment. Perfect. And then she's going to go take a look at that terminal and see what she can do. End of the round, Savannah. I just roll the forklift over out of my way. Is this close enough for an attack? Yeah. I think this is. Then I'll help Cameron out. I'll try to give her just like a bop on the head. Non-lethal. She bop. She got a little bump that comes up off her head. Like a cartoon. Yeah. Now that she's down, there's going to be a everybody out here that we can see is out right now. We should head to the building and see if we can assist Maitea and Dylan. As you say that, top of the round, you hear <laughs> Zach, as you turn around and look, you see Taxon making their way out of the hole. You see one slither out, two slither out, three slither out. And as the rest of the humanimals start to notice this, Dylan, you're watching Matea hack into this terminal. She stops for a second and looks at you, and you see her eyes do that little half-smile, and light smile, and she says, there may be more here that you will be, you all will be interested in. Apparently, there's a pool full of yurks being held here. I can access the Condrona controls from here. And as you sit with that, Dylan, Zach, you're focused on these taxons, but Savannah, you see movement out of the corner of your elephant eye in front of you, and as you like turn to look, you see some behind you as well, as from the trees around the perimeter, more Hort-Bajir drop into the construction site. As these taxons growl and these Hort-Bajir land and wield all their blades all over their body, we got a fight on our hands. 